Welcome to Wormhole with Max Dickens and Jack Barry. On this episode, where should we draw the line with wedding lists? I saw one, they had a new bathroom fund, and I'm not sure about it. <laughs> Buy your yeah. own fucking bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right? Animals who have got jobs. If they need to run a wire through like a tight gap, Ferrets love to explore like a little tight gap. <laughs> <laughs> and why Shakespeare ain't shit. I've just been pied off. All that glistens is not gold. It's sort of the same, isn't it? There is so much to learn. So come, you dirty little oaks. Take our hands and come with us down, down the world. Hello and welcome to Wormhole. You, uh, you look a bit sad. <laughs> Do what's, I? What's happened? So that's Jack Barry. I'm Max Dickens. You're yeah, up, you're up to date. And I'm sad. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not sad. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of frustrated. I was starting to tell you this before, and then we were like, let's talk about it on the podcast, as that's what good podcasters do, isn't it? Save the gold for the podcast. Now, the reason I was annoyed is I, I've, I, I'm on a real run of audience members or just people I meet taking the piss out of my hair <laughs> what sort of comments do they say you got a shit hairline you're going bald it's like a funny thing that like when people know that you're a comedian they think oh right i'll take the piss out of him like i might take the piss out of a close friend but i don't know you like yeah. it's it's like this weird thing of like oh he's a comedian he's up for it i like to say that my hair looks like a little wisp of smoke that's kind of like gathered and clinging to the top of my head. Like it's not really like yeah. solid. It's like mist. Yeah. You know, that's fun to me. Yeah. Saying you're a bald cunt. <laughs> I, I, I can't quite see the construction of the joke there. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting it a lot. I was at a house party recently. I was like, what do you do for a living? He was like, oh, I work in finance or something shit like that. And he's like, what do you do for a living? And I was like, oh, I'm a comedian. And he's like, oh, that's good because you're a bald cunt. <laughs> and I was like, what? I just met you. What's wrong with you? If you call anyone that word, I should knock you out, surely. Do you know what it is, I think? <laughs> I think it's because there's such a trope, and you, I mean, you literally do this. Yeah. Going out and you take the piss out of people who've paid <laughs> to be there. And I think they're like... I'm very nice. Shoes on the other foot. Maybe. May maybe. I don't know. I've, I, I, after a gig I did the other day, I, I had a great gig, really killed the gig, and this couple come up to me, and he's like, oh, you're one of the... He's like, oh, you're the comedian that was on earlier. And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, she found you so funny. And she, and then his missus comes over and she's like, oh my God, you were amazing. You were my favorite. She's really like gushing. She's really, and then he goes, oh, you got a shit hairline though. So, uh... and then that was it. <laughs> That's all he said. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to shag your missus. It's okay. Like, are you that insecure that you have to like attack me? It's, it's also, where do you people think that's going to go? Like, I don't it's, know. It's not. I'm like, a, <laughs> do you want to be mates? Yeah, or you'll... Let's get a pint now. Or you go, oh, am, am I a bull? Fuck, I'm a bull cunt. No. Thanks for letting me know. Do you have the number for the Belgravia Centre? <laughs> i got to get down there right away. Get me some oh, regain. How do you feel about about all your hair? How I don't really care. But then when people keep making comments like that, I'm sort of like, oh, yeah. should I care? I don't. I don't, I don't know. I've always just been like a, a a big proponent of growing old gracefully. 
And I'm like, I can't be asked for plastic surgery. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that done. One day, if it gets really bad, I'll shave it off like Zinedine Zidane. But otherwise, I don't know. I do think it's quite funny as well, though, annoyingly. What I think mean? it adds to my. I think it adds to my persona on yeah, stage. Yeah, no, it does. If it... you have a guy with like weird hair and a massive forehead, people can't help but laugh at me. <laughs> It means my jokes have to be half as good. Also, I think that's why you get a lot of work on adverts as well. There's a lot of I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a lot of surface area. They're getting good value for money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're paying you for the skin. Yeah, for actor <laughs> per square foot, they're really getting. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how that's how the, yeah. the industry works. They pay you for square for skin square footage. But, but the comments about hair balding, that sort of thing, it reminds me of when people say to me, "Oh, you look really tired, mate." Yeah. Like, okay. And cool. now, now what? Now I'm, I'm just thinking about that. I look tired, and everyone in the room is thinking, "God, that guy looks tired." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, what am I pale? Have I got saggy eyes? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And I, so that's not. It's what, what a vibe kill. Yeah. What do you? Oh, I'll go have a nap now, shall yeah. I? If it's like a meeting. I'll take. You know, you're right, mate. Thanks for. I'll just curl up in the corner for I'll, five minutes. Yeah, and, so you know what? Forget about. It. I'll take yeah. myself home, boys. Yeah, yeah. Let me just put. Let me just pop to the toilet for a little nap, and I'll be back. Yeah. That's a cultural thing in this country that actually we're usually very polite. I grew up in Shanghai in China yeah. where it's like that is like it's like that but times a million. <laughs> it's like such a culture shock when you get there. Well they're so I'd direct. have like Chinese colleagues or friends who'd be like, You look very ugly today <laughs> <laughs> And you'd be like, Oh, okay, cool and then like and like being fat is a is a is a compliment kind of as well. In is China. it? Yeah, because it means like well, traditionally, it would mean you know you're wealthy. You're wealthy. You can eat. Yeah. You're not starving. You're not you're not out in the field starving to death. So they'd be like, "Oh, ni hung pang." Means oh, you're really fat. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I've just come from Moss Bros. Congrats. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm having to rent a tuxedo. Oh, fuck. For 125 quid ah. for a wedding on Sunday. Tu- you have to wear a tux? Yeah. Is, did it, the- is it James Bond's wedding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's marrying Money Bay. <laughs> finally, they yeah. got it together. Yeah, and odd jobs uh, doing the cake. <laughs> so it could be. He's going to cut the cake in half with his bowler hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's a friend's wedding. I did the classic thing of not really looking at the invite until about five days before and going, like, oh, fuck. My, I went to my friend's wedding last year and he put on the invite, wear like a morning suit. And I just ignored it. I will never <laughs> wear a morning suit. They look absolutely absurd. Yeah. I've never known. I bet you've got a morning suit. Why do you say that? <laughs> I don't I have, know. I haven't got a morning suit. You went to a nicer school than me. Yeah, I haven't got a morning suit. Have you ever worn one? No. Um, it's the sort of thing I feel a man of my class should own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. <laughs> They look mad. It's like a superhero. It's like a well-dressed superhero. But so many people don't look good in them either. They, no one looks good in them. Everyone looks like you're in the Bullingdon Club. You're about to go like beat up some poor pub publican. And you're all in this. It's so much fabric going on. You're just this yeah. blur of grey. It's cut in all the wrong ways. It's got all the length down the back, and then it's like cut off like above your gut. So like, <laughs> unless you're like so ripped, your gut's spilling out the bottom. And oh, they're mad. They're yeah. mad I- I- items. If everyone else was in black tie, I wasn't. Yeah, like, you, there's a lot of pressure on weddings. You feel like you, you don't want to let them down. Also, yeah. I've had a wedding. 
Yeah. This person has come to it. You 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 came to the, to my wedding yeah, as well. That's... So everything I'm going to say now over the next ten minutes is enormously hypocritical because <laughs> all the things I'm going to criticise in depth, I'm completely guilty things of. Things that you've done yourself. So, as well as realising, shit, I've got to get a tux. Yeah. I also thought, shit, I haven't bought the gift. Yeah. So you get invited Always. as a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got got a wedding list. How do you feel about wedding lists? trying to think what you got me for my wedding i think it was i got you some sheets or some sort of <laughs> it was it was something for your bed and i oh, think right. i wrote a note being like when you're shagging on these I hope you're thinking of me <laughs> i think it was and, something like that and uh, i do <laughs> yeah i'm always last minute as well yeah and then it's like all the fun items oh. from the wedding list have gone and also let's face it all the ones in the lower price bracket yeah that aren't taking the piss like you can't just buy a nutcracker yeah yeah or some bin bags or something like that so you've got i'm like i should probably i was sat on the sofa and then my wife said well we better find out what he got us oh because we can't go less yeah 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 yeah, she's like logging into our wedding list and going through it and working it all out i would have i was just gonna guess and do something reasonable yeah but then this is how absurd it is it's giving with one hand taking with the other so he's probably bought me I don't know. Yeah. Um, a casserole pot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what did I... So you got him something of equal value. I literally invest... So it's like also... that scene in Goodfellas where it's Christmas and they're all just giving each other different envelopes full of money. <laughs> yeah. and, they're, and they're like, this is for you and this is for you. And then they're all just like counting the It's money. exactly like that. <laughs> and actually, these wedding lists now have got more and more complex. So you can you can invest like you're a venture capitalist. In, yeah. In, for example, there was a Le Creuset pot which was 300 pounds or something wow. I god knows like how it, how a pot gets to 300 pounds yeah but there'd been five investors in this pot oh and they needed they six... all got a stake in yeah. the pot yeah and they needed 60 quid to get them over the lines i was like well i'm gonna invest in i'm gonna the final chunk of le creuset yeah of the pot but <laughs> what happens if they don't make it Do they just have to get a bit of a pot. <laughs> yeah, Le Creuset just leave a section they just out. Cut a slice out. Like you, yeah. you haven't quite won Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. You've got one more question to answer. There was all sorts of stuff on there. There was art on there. Art? I think if you've. I always find art where you live weird. Do you know what I mean? You just end up having art or something on the walls. Yeah. Often you have no memory of where it's come from. Yeah. You can yeah. buy it in Ikea as well. The, the sort of people that buy art in Ikea. Yeah. I mean, you can have... Yeah, you can have anything nice that looks that looks nice on the wall. The idea of having something that's valuable on my wall feels mad to me. Like an actual <laughs> Monet or something. What have you got? Well, I've just got a load of posters and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. But, you know... Framed. But when you say art, are they? do you mean like a poster print? Or do you mean like art, like by an artist? Well, I suppose anything you put on the walls... But yeah. the, the, have you framed your posters? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the th- this is the difference between being in your twenties and your thirties. Yeah, exactly the same decor. Stick a frame on it. Stick a frame on it. Suddenly it's okay. Yeah, yeah it's same same Arctic Monkeys poster that I had in halls. Yeah, I haven't got Arctic Monkeys poster. What was the poster that everyone had at uni? All the girls had um, the Audrey Hepburn one. Oh sure. And all the boys had the one of those. Uh, Workers in New York sitting on the end of the <laughs> yeah yeah steel yeah. girder. Oh my, yeah, and if it's girls and boys living together, it's the friends cast sitting on the steel girder. Yeah, that's the compromise for everybody. Yeah. I had a big Pulp Fiction poster, film poster on my wall. 
Yeah. Because I wanted to let everyone know that I watched cool films. <laughs> <laughs> I was an edgy guy. I used to go, like, in my first year of university, I used to, like, get, if I got pissed, I'd, like, rip posters off the wall of the nightclub that I was in, and then I'd stick them on the wall the next day. Yeah, that was always fun, stealing things, stealing so, road signs. Most yeah. people who would have a road sign in there. Oh, room. yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, there was one guy who I think studied computing who um, had a big, in halls, had a big poster on his wall, and it was, uh, like, a, a bra with some some tits in it yeah a titful bra <laughs> and <laughs> titful the bra. and the caption on it was boob inspector great that's that's <laughs> art but he no, put that that's art. art he put that up and went people love this yeah is he gonna bring a girl back and be like <laughs> i am qualified <laughs> 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 to be fair um but yeah i think that the, the wedding list because obviously the wedding list as a concept it started when people would get married and then they would move into a home together. So yeah, so so they needed to populate their house with the things that they need. It, now it's just like an opportunity for you to re up and get nicer <laughs> things than what you already have. So yeah, exactly. This is the wormhole <laughs> I went down actually. Um, Try to look into where does wedding lists? Where do they come from? Yeah, and the general consensus is that they they emerged at around the turn of the twentieth century, right? So sort of okay, early nineteen hundreds, nineteen twenties, early thirties, nineteen forties, right? And but the thing is, then everyone got married pretty yeah. much straight out of school. Yeah, your first They'd been proper living with their parents up until that yeah, point. First proper girl or boy you you kind of kiss. Yeah, like, right. We we'll shack up. Yeah, that's how it works. Start spanking out the uh, the kids. Spanks. Oh yeah, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then so everyone's like, "Well, we'll set you up." Yeah. And now everyone gets married really late, so you've already got your shit. Yeah. You've got no space. You, you live a in a house. You live basically in a tiny hole somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Full of full of all the kit that you need. Or you're already rich. I know. So I sort of feel like after people's weddings, are they having to have like a huge clearing? They must have like a. They must need to get a skip after the after you get married to throw out all the old shit that you're replacing. <laughs> must be a huge trip down the, the charity shop after a wedding. I'm trying to think what we did. It is, frankly... Because you're like, we got a toaster, but we want a nicer toaster. That's, yeah. So then you've got to get rid of the old toaster. Yeah, that's what we did. We, did you? Do you have like a car boot sale? I think we um, just took it to the dump. Really? Didn't even give it to charity. Wow, yeah. You went and you went and held it in front of a homeless person <laughs> and then you threw it and smashed it in the street in front of him. Exactly. I remember my my fiance at the time and became my wife. Oh, yeah, saying, right. like, I swapped fiancés <laughs> last minute. Yeah. Yeah. She made the list. Yeah. And I had to and I felt embarrassed, so I had to go through it and take stuff off. But then still everyone you know, we people are very generous. There was stuff on there that you felt like you were. There was stuff the on there I personally thought is ridiculous. Like she wanted. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. So there was there was two things on there. I was like, we cannot ask people. It's it's so embarrassing. Yeah. One of them was a like quite a big leather pig, right? Right. Which is, and it was this was not cheap. This this pig. Yeah. Right? It's like three hundred quid or something. And the point of the pig, I think, is to like hold a door open. There was that, and the other thing oh. was a wine bottle holder in the shape of a of a chimp. Nice, right? And I was like, and that was about one hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> I said we cannot. Uh, I'm not sending this out to friends and family, saying please buy us. This is ridiculous. Chimp. So we've got the pig. You got the pig. And Did you have to chuck out your old pig? The old pig's gone. The other yeah. pig that wasn't as nice. Well, that's what that was genuinely like. My main regret of not having a proper wedding. Yeah, I was just like all the weddings I keep getting invited to. I'm like, we could have got so much free shit 
if we just done a... I mean, I guess the trade-off is that you're paying... It costs a lot of money to get married if you're doing a proper wedding. Yeah. And you're and you're giving everyone a meal and a and a loads of booze and a party. So it's you know, you're not just expecting all this shit for free. No, no, I I do I do I do get that side of it, but it just the the, the list thing just feels so gross. My On friends this- got married and they at the bottom of their invite it was like, Your presence is presence enough. We don't need you to give anything. But if you want and I was like Fucking typical, you know, they always say this and then of course they want a gift and then I finished reading the sentence and it was like, you can make a de- donation to Medsas or Frontier in our name or something like, and I was like, all right, yeah, I feel a bit bad now. Yeah. That's quite nice. And then you didn't. I did. Oh, you did? I did, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but some people have like honeymoon Yeah, honeymoon funds. funds. I, mean, I get that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of fair enough. I saw one, I went to one, they had a new bathroom fund. And I'm not sure about it. <laughs> Buy your yeah. own fucking bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right. So how, so much, how much are you giving into the bathroom? Considering like most of the people come to this wedding, they live in London and they're not they're 40, never, yeah. 50. They probably haven't got their own home. So it's yeah. waving it in their face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we own bathroom. a bathroom and it's not nice enough. <laughs> Yeah. The bathroom that we own that you never will isn't up to our spec. <laughs> so give us some money, will you? That's been a, a lot of my week is prepping for this wedding, which I'm delighted to go to. Yeah, yeah. If they're listening. Yeah. We've got to release this episode in a few months' time. So and as I say, look, I'll, I'll hold my hands up. All this shit I've just moaned about. You did it all. I've done it. You didn't make me wear a tux, though. No, I made you wear a little what? squirrel furry. <laughs> And it was great. Yeah, and you were the only uh, one, weren't and you? I love dancing in my little squirrel furry outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone down such a, ra- a wormhole this week. I've, uh, I got into a real thing of reading about different animals with jobs. <laughs> I love the idea of animals with jobs. Uh, what do you mean, salaried? Not, well, you know, like, yeah, I guess they're salaried. <laughs> I mean, their salary is like nuts and whatever it is that they eat. But like animals that have like a symbiotic relationship with the with the humans around them and right. they like have a genuinely sort of mutually beneficial working relationship i mean it's a bit like a sheepdog yeah but like there's okay. like there's i know like what you mean other now. ones you know sheepdog guide dog sheepdog guide dog sniffer dog yeah lots of dog lots of different career paths if you're a dog you can, you can go, to, go to your uh, your career, your counsellor, your guidance counsellor, and he'll give you all sorts of different options. Yeah, but I want to be a have footballer. You, okay, well, have you seen the film Air Bud? <laughs> it is a possibility. <laughs> but yeah, there's all kinds of different things. Animals that are, that are having a great time. So what non-dog species have got jobs? Okay, well, listen, I'm, I've been down my wormhole. Rats. Rats are, uh, they're clearing landmines. What? Yeah, in all over Africa, all over the world. They're training them. There's like a place that trains them in Tanzania. And <laughs> By clearing landmines, do you mean that rats just run over the landmine? They get exploded. And they get exploded. No, they're too small to set off. A, they're too light to set off a landmine. Right. But they love sniffing stuff out. And so they train them and they, they know how to sniff for the smell of like gunpowder. And so they go and they sniffy sniff and then they like make a little sort of dance when they're over a landmine. <laughs> and then the guys go in and clear it out. The, the rat gets like a little treat. Everybody's happy. <laughs> so, so what, these guys are in the distance, got their binoculars on and they're looking out and like, oh, the rat's dancing. Yeah. 
and they'll walk over there, go over. shove a bit of brie in its gob. And yeah, like, and they're like, good job, mate. Yeah. Go and have, go and take the night off. And then he goes out of the town, spreads all his brie on hookers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> sex workers. Work hard, play hard. So, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a, a classic working relationship. The working rat right. out on the town. There's like all kinds of different ones. So there's like uh, there's a species of hummingbirds. Yeah. They help people clear out beehives. If they've got like a dangerous bee, like there's all these like killer bees. There's a species of honey bird, <laughs> hummingbird that loves honey. Right. So it will come and it will like sniff and it will tell them that's where the nest is. The humans go in, they break up the nest, they kill all the bees. They take out the, the honeycomb and then the hummingbird gets the honey. And that's, oh, wow. that's the trade-off. So it's like, that, again, like symbiotic relationship. I want to know what other animals they try before they settle on them when they do. Like with the rats one, have they tried it with, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A load of blown up zebras. Yeah. And they're like, the zebras are too heavy. Yeah. We need something smaller. Yeah, and they just go slightly <laughs> smaller each time. Yeah. There's, there's like uh, piglets. Yeah, the piglets are, yeah, haven't got the right smell or something. Yeah, guinea pigs. Or, or, yeah, they can't dance. They yeah. can't do the right dance and they're like we don't know what he's trying to interpret with that um there's ducks and spiders that help make wine there's a vineyard that has all these ducks it has like an army of ducks and they release the ducks into the vineyard every couple of days and they eat all the bugs and all the all the little creepy crawlies that could like eat the vines and they clear it out and and then they and then they shit and their poo is the fertilizer for the for the for the plants and wow. then like once the once the once the grapes are like big enough they can't let them in because the, the dogs will just eat the grapes so, they get, <laughs> so then they get sent off to like a little pond and they're like go and have a chill out for a few weeks yeah get hungry let us harvest the let them harvest and then they come back in and they start clearing it all out again mm. and at the same time there's like another there's a vineyard in spain that has like in the cellar they have all these spiders the spiders eat moths that eat cork so right. there's like this species of moth <laughs> that would eat all the corks and they've got like these they're letting these bottles of wine like ferment for like years and years and years. So if the moths get in and eat the cork, it will fuck it up. So they have these all these spiders everywhere that are keeping the moths away. It reminds me of um in the Ukraine war, the Ukrainians have got a load of uh, dolphins to basically uh, to put landmines on the on yeah. the boats or something. Yeah, yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Because I read about it happening in the Second World War, and then apparently they brought it back. And then didn't the Russians capture the the dolphins, and the dolphins refused to fight for the Russians? <laughs> yeah. Or something. <laughs> exactly. They were like patriotic dolphins. Yeah, yeah. And then they're, they're celebrated as heroes. In, yeah, yeah. In Ukraine. Combat they went on dolphin. hunger strike or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, we're not putting mines on for you. We're going to be bastards. martyrs. Yeah. Good old, Good old patriotic dolphins. But yeah, I, I was doing going down this total wormhole of like reading all about these Bloody different hell. ones. But I'm kind of like, oh yeah, and the other one was uh, electricians that are ferrets. Apparently that's quite common. Electricians who are ferrets. Yeah. You need to say ferrets who are electricians. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, these are electricians who live as ferrets. Who are very just who have made the choice to be ferrets. Yeah. Apparently they use them all the time because if you need to like they don't use it all the time. Apparently they do. If they need to run a wire through like a tight gap. Ferrets love to explore like a little tight gap. But the, the ferret will hold the wire in their teeth and just yeah. Through. Well, they tie like they tie the wire around the ferret, and the ferret like goes through. There was some big royal event in St Paul's, and that was how they wired it all up for like film camera for TV cameras in St Paul's. They had like ferrets going through like under St Paul's, 
and like that was how they wired it all up to make it You're like really relying on ferrets to behave themselves and th- yeah apparently they really are like because that's really like they that's what that's just what they love ferrets love getting in a hole <laughs> <laughs> they love getting up a drain pipe and just going in for a little explore and they were like we never lose a ferret <laughs> they were very ferrets are reliable that. i think the reason i was so obsessed with reading about this is because i was kind of jealous of all these animals what do you mean like that kind of symbiotic relationship it's based on like the animals like true nature isn't it yeah and it's like their greatest strength the greatest strength and their greatest desire the ferret loves going in a little hole <laughs> the, the hummingbird loves sniffing out that honey and then they've made they come up with this perfect way of like being useful and doing what they love yeah and i was like i'd love to do that <laughs> I'd love it. I wish I was a rat that cleared landmines. I'm just a rat that does stand-up comedy. And I don't really know. I don't know if it's useful or not. And it's like everything you do these days, it's like I do comedy because I think I'm funny and I can make people laugh. But then it's like, oh, if you want to be successful at doing comedy, you've got to be like good at marketing and you've got to be good at TikTok. Right. And you've got to do all this stuff. Like everything these, these days is about the grind. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be working 24-7 doing all these different jobs. And it's not just your job. Like I'm doing a podcast now. And you don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, this is fine. I can chat. But it's like, then, then we've got to think about how we market the fucking podcast. Yeah. We've got to do all the admin. You've got to do all the emails to set up. I want, like, the ferret wrangler to come and just, like... Okay. So you <laughs> basically be kept in a cage where you're sort of regularly fed. Yeah. Sort of shit in the corner. Yeah. Sleep a lot. And then once a day or a couple of times a week... Someone takes you out. They take me to a comedy club. They put my cage on the stage. They open my cage. I scurry out. (laughs) I tell some jokes. I make everybody laugh. And then they give me a little chit. They give me a little scratch behind the ear. They give me a little treat. And I scurry back into the cage. They take me home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all I I want. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Why do we all have (laughs) a million different jobs now? I hate the grind culture that we're in. Grind set. Yeah, grind set. Is that what it is? Yeah, Yeah, I hate it. Sigma grind set. I mean... I do get what you mean. I think it's very easy to just want life to be simple. Yeah. Well, like, just... I quite like when you have a day when you've just got to do tasks. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're going, I've done all my tasks. Yes. And you feel like, well, I'm, an, I'm a grown adult and I've been very productive. But then you have some days. My to-do list has got nothing but ticks. But then you have some days where you're like, I've got to, I've got to be successful today. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta think outside the box. And what does that mean? Yeah, and you get to the end and go like, "Fucking hell, I'm exhausted." And what have I done? I've done nothing. I had, yeah, yeah. I had just a little sat bit in a bloody shipping container in Vauxhall and talked a load of shite. Because <laughs> you know what it is to it's... a bald cunt. <laughs> 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 right. So I was talking to people the other day about a phrase that. I've used routinely. Yeah. Which is hoisted on his own petard. Yes. You heard this phrase? I've heard it. I've used it. And someone said, well, what are you on about? What does it actually mean, though? It turns out Shakespeare came up with it. Yeah. And a petard is is a sort of bomb. So Shakespeare had bombs. The phrase's meaning is that a bomb maker is blown, brackets, hoist off the ground by his own bomb, petard. It's petard. Is right. that why in Shakespeare there's that line, uh, Madam, your arse is the petard? Does he say that? <laughs> I don't think so. 
Your ass is the bomb. Da bomb. Da bomb. Your ass is da bomb. Your ass is da patard. Um, and we're talking about uh, people said, "Oh, bloody hell, Shakespeare!" You know, he's created he's this whole language. And I and I thought it was easy then. Yeah, there were no, there were no phrases. Yeah, but still, it's all him. Yeah, but he's come up with all this stuff. If we lived then, we would be coining stuff, and people would be like, "Oh, that's a barryism." Do you think so? Yeah. I think I coin quite a lot of phrases now, actually, to be honest. Like what? I'm coming up with new phrases all the time. Uh, your ass is the petard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a remix of a Shakespeare one, and it makes no sense. <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense. As good luck would have it, break the ice, cold comfort, come what may, devil incarnate. What, these are all Shakespeare? A laughing stock, in a pickle, it's Greek to me, wild goose chase, what's done is done. Where one's heart and one's sleep. He's absolutely spanked them out. Wow, he has. But there was there was nobody else. There was nothing there before. He was just very influential, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, he got his timing a right. A trendsetter. So he's like the guy starts a podcast 10 years ago. You get your timing yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's the Joe Rogan of the day. And I got thinking about what are the new phrases? Like, what can compete? There's nothing. What as What good phrase... Have we come up with recently? Yeah, I mean... I mean, there's new slang terms, I guess. Well, like, he's giving me the ick. Yeah. Can that, that compete? That shit's fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I've just been pied off? Like, can that com- compete? Oh, yeah. With, you know, all that glistens is not gold. Can that compete with that? It's sort of the same, isn't it? It is what it is. It is is Shakespeare it- happy with that? I don't think he would be. Menti B. Menti B. Are these all from Love Island? Yeah, a lot of these are Love Island. <laughs> nah, mate, she's mugged me off. It's sad. It's a sad time. <laughs> I had a good phrase. My partner was telling me about one time when she was at the beach when she was a kid with her brother. Yeah. And he said, apparently it's quite a common phrase in Argentina, but he said to someone, he said, Con ese culo te invito a cagar en mi casa. <laughs> Which is Spanish for, uh, with that ass, you can come and shit in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my new favourite phrase. <laughs> it's, it's, too long, it's too long to be a phrase, though. It's really good. It's really nice. He said it to a girl. He was about 13, apparently, to a, to a girl who had a boyfriend who then chased him around the beach for like half an hour trying to kick the shit out of him. My dad had quite a lot of phrases, which seemed to be sort of real ones. He'd say about people, he doesn't know if he wants a shit or a haircut. Yeah. When they're confused. That's quite a good one. Uh, yeah. I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. That's like a new common one, isn't it? I hear that a lot now. You hear it a lot. Yeah, have you not heard that before? No. I swear I hear that all the time. I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. <laughs> that's Shakespearean. That's, Actually, that, that, is, that from, is Shakespeare. I think that's from The Merchant of Venice, isn't it? <laughs> David Tennant yeah. at, at The Globe. I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. End of act one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for coming. Thanks for sharing. I don't think they would have come during this, but uh, <laughs> perhaps they would. Well, anyway, thanks for coming, everyone. <laughs> Hello, producer Trav here. You may know me from other much more successful podcasts, but now I'm editing this whole shit. Wormhole's theme music is by Ben Osborne, and our artwork was designed by Alexandra Turner. It would mean a lot to us if you would subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed it, number one, are you all right, mate? Number two, consider telling a friend. 
or your therapist. And you could even leave a short review. Helps more people to find us and it makes our lives way less meaningless. If you want to complain about the episode, please reach out to Max or Jack on Instagram. They do not pay me nearly enough to run that department too. All right, that's it. It's finished now. Climb back out the wormhole, take your rubbish with you, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>